Hi, you're listening to Love in Limbo Land, the dating podcast for millennials. Dating is hard, and we walk you through the experiences we've had, the experiences our guests have had, and what's going on in the world in general when it comes to dating and relationships. And you may be wondering, who are we? My name is Kudzi, and I work in digital entertainment, and I love connecting to people who have stories that can inspire others to find love in their own lives. Whether it's crazy, a little bit ratchet, or just plain old simple, I love stories about love. And I'm Tiffany. I wrote my master's thesis on online dating, and I've always been interested in commitment, relationships, and what it takes to find that long-lasting love we all crave. On this episode, we have Jessica Laed, owner of London's Life Coaching and an amazing life coach who is here to share with us her journey of self-discovery and how everyone can work towards achieving that and finding their best selves and owning the life that they want to have. How, tell me how you came out. As like you said, you're Persian, you're Jewish. Okay. You were young. Like back then there were no examples. So I will strongly introduce No one on the Netflix right. show. Yeah. Okay. So I, know, right? <laughs> um, I identify as a Persian Jewish lesbian and I was raised in this, you know, small community of West LA in my little mm-hmm. Persian bubble, right? And I was 14 years old, but believe it or not, I knew I was a lesbian since I was six. Oh my, gosh. my dad raised me on playing really deep emotional music like Sade, Lovers Rock. Love, these are my jams. I'm telling these you, are my jam- Those are my jams. Who's yeah, your dad? He, no, so, these are like, I played these on the weekend. Well, he's a diamond wholesaler, but he's very, very deep oh, those are my emotionally jams. as well. Those are my, those are my jams. Yeah, I'm telling it. you. Okay. Careless Whisper, George Michael, and he would sit there and he would like hold his chest all dramatic and he'd be like, oh, this is love. This is what love feels oh like. God, me. And so I would sit there as a six-year-old, Right. And I was pretty intelligent and intuitive. And I mean, it makes sense now that I was an undergrad English writing major. But to tie that back to my upbringing, I started writing down the lyrics Mm -hmm. and I was like, what does this mean? And I was writing down like, I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet. I've got no rhythm. And I'm like, oh, my God, did this person lose somebody? Is that why they felt Mm -hmm. like they can't move or they can't function? What is this desperation to fill a void? Mm -hmm. And I was really thinking in these like deep existential ways from such a young age. That's crazy because most people here, I'm never going to dance again to be like. They literally won't dance again. Yeah, the literal <laughs> meaning, but yeah. I'm like a layer deeper, hence why I'm a freaking associate marriage and family therapist <laughs> and a life coach. I had to put an accent there, make it fun. I love it. You know? So um, basically, like, the reason I bring that up and I preface the story of coming out with that is because I want you guys to know that I was this, like, deep, hopeful romantic. Oh. I was thinking about my wedding at six years old, and I knew it was going to be with a bride. I I'm was, gonna love that. I swear, I was like fantasizing about a dog family, mm-hmm. you know, because I already oh knew God. humans would be very complicated and I can only handle one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always had that feeling and I knew I was different. Mm-hmm. It didn't really help that my parents divorced like a year after I was like really getting in touch with those feelings. And so I noticed that, you know, going to like elementary school, I would sit and I would gaze at really, you know, what I would deem as very aesthetically attractive women. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all of the boys wanted to play with me. And I was very tomboyish, which is like your stereotypical lesbian. Mm -hmm. But 
emotionally, I just felt this constant pull toward women and I just couldn't see myself even engaging with a guy further than playing basketball right. and being and center because I was the tallest And at that age, it's not like sexual, it's just like connection. It right? was emotional, yeah. connection. it was desire for that connectivity. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, fast forward, I was raised with my Persian Jewish grandma who is a freaking hoot. She's so funny. She listens to Power 106, by the way. Oh my God, I love. She's so cute. She loves 50 Cent and she's sad that he doesn't really come out with any more songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I know. Yeah, who is so this, fam- this family? Sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, like you guys need your so own TV show. I'm telling you, yeah. I swear. Got grandma on there too. Yeah. Oh, she's so funny. This is so cliche. She's like, why 50 Cent? Why not 75? Or why not a dollar? I'm like, mom, on, you're so cute. Speaking of literal versus figurative. Um, so, <laughs> So anyway, um, I'm a slow storyteller. No, I so, love that. Okay, time. good. So then, long story short, I ended up, uh, my parents got divorced, and ironically, I went to go live with my dad, which really doesn't happen, especially if you're the girl, you go with the mom, right? Was it just you, your only child? I was the only child, okay. and I went to live with my dad, who was like this sensitive, tender, loving guy who's way more emotional and was a lot more nurturing than my mom, interestingly mm. enough. Question, what's divorce like in the Persian culture? Ooh, it's, like the, it's like a war between cowboys and Indians. Okay. It's okay. literally like... It's it's very I mean I always say this and please any Persians that are listening to me talking about this I, I apologize if I come off offensive but I've I really feel like my own personal experience and a lot of my friends have have contributed to this mm-hmm. especially studying clinical psych as a master's degree level um, the culture is very pathological mm-hmm. in some ways it's very narcissistic it's by culture. culture it's it's very misogynistic mm-hmm. by culture and it's very almost there's a lot of intensity and what you would qualify as like borderline personality disorder traits mm-hmm. there's a lot of intensity i mean if if you remember disney movies mm-hmm. or like hollywood drama romance times this by a hundred mm-hmm. yeah like I'm a telenovela. It is really like a telenovela. Yeah. And and even our sayings and our phrases mm-hmm. is like literally it's like Mimi dam vasat. That's a way of expressing love. Like I'll die for you. But the mm-hmm. literal meaning is I would die for you. Right. Okay. So if you were to say this it's now, like, like an extreme Jesus, like mm-hmm. you would yeah. think, oh my God, fifty initiate a fifty one fifty. This person is suicidal. <laughs> blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like intense. It's so intense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so you went, and it's all about like keeping up I, with the Joneses. Like exact. that's the culture, image, like, image, oh like what people think of you, what people are gonna say about you. Yeah. Like you always have to, you know tiptoe around anything it's the opposite of being authentic yeah and so it's like therapy is your only or coaching is like your only protective factor Mm -hmm. to undo it but every time you take a step forward being enmeshed in your culture pulls you 10 steps back right 100 percent. it's like when i say it, whenever i go to an event it's like all the work i've done like unravels <laughs> exactly like back what a good, that, it's the energy you but know? what a good invitation to test your internal boundaries yeah honestly to test your internal it's testing me girl <laughs> Tim really like, to, i'm tested. tested yeah right and you can't like of course because you can't just like leave your culture like so no, you know it's so it's like, like especially identifying as a minority mm-hmm. and like you know being part of the lgbtqia mm-hmm. <laughs> community it's really hard because there's like an additive layer of feeling isolated Mm -hmm. so it's like where do i belong i always was raised feeling misunderstood so it's like was raised with my dad back to that story Mm -hmm. right raised with my dad and he was always working and i was pretty much like 
in and out of spending time with my really cool power 106 driven grandma mm -hmm. and you know i remember trying to tell her that i was a lesbian right i remember knowing and trying to tell her when i was in third grade eight years old how okay so there was this really really cute girl her name was sheila it's so funny like and i'm not going to mention last Wait, were name you into just persian for... girls or were you into i love that like ethnic like middle eastern okay. look or yeah. latina like yeah. those are my two favorites okay. the kim kardashian look yes yeah oh my, my friend she was like these black guys only love they just love that whole look that's it. like their favorite look it's so exotic the ethnically yeah. ambiguous yes usually from? though people from like i don't know i feel like i'm the opposite like i don't want a guy who looks ethnic like i love just like you love the basic i feel <laughs> yeah, i love an ethnic ambiguous look i love okay, like a I skin think... tone where i don't know where you're from right yeah. it's intriguing yeah, yeah. i feel because okay. you yeah. also like this is more just like me and my blackness but you i feel like they're more likely to understand like mm, the, yeah, the, the nuances that. of the world you know that things around sense. race around colorism around yeah. like just like around being an other you i think it's really being an other yeah it's well, really important yeah, yeah. that's why i don't like the basic basic moments because i just feel like the brains because then you have to explain things. things and i don't want to yeah, that should kind of be just innate yeah yeah it's like yeah. know the world this is the state of the world today. exactly okay, so you were telling grandma about okay, so, sheila yeah so sheila and it's so funny you remember the names and the last names of people oh, that sure. really like have burned their image into your mind no matter how long i remember my first crash they're like Everyone remembers the names of their first like right? people like they notice. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember going up to her, and this was after having some amazing gourmet sabzi. <laughs> okay. And so I remember looking at her and saying, Maman, I want to tell you something. And she's like, Sure, Jesse June, what would you want to tell me? And I said, Maman, I'm like, I really like this girl at school. She's like, Oh, good. Like her. Okay. Like her. I'm <laughs> like, Okay. And I'm like, Yeah, Maman, I like her. And I'm like, But I want to hug her. She goes, okay, good. Hug her. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, thanks for the support, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, but no, mom, like, I want to kiss her. She's like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. And then she just shoved watermelon in my mouth <laughs> and then continued talking about something different, yeah. which is how I became an emotional eater, by the way. Oh, my God. Anytime. I think there's a whole study about <laughs> Persian women, Persian Jewish women and um, their relationship with food. It's right. like our way, like, I... This girl named Bahar, she wrote a thesis on it, which I really want to read. But it is a whole she thing. But that's like, like that's our way of thesis. like coping with. I'm gonna quote it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, I haven't read it, but it's like a, it's Persian Jewish women and their relationship with food and how it becomes a way of like dealing with things that they don't want to deal exactly, with. Exactly, yeah. because and it's also such a huge part of our culture. We yeah. show love through cooking, exactly, through and eating the food and showing yes. that you love the food through catering to you yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I attempted to tell her, and then she's just kind of like shooed me away and ironically you remember that so fruit. deeply you know that moment and yes did, did you always remember or did you only remember it after like having to look back no i always remembered it but mm -hmm. you know what's so funny most people would internalize it because mm -hmm. as kids we do that mm -hmm. and feel shame but i didn't i knew in that moment that there was not anything wrong with me but that there was something missing in her level mm -hmm. of awareness mm -hmm. and thinking beyond like that mm -hmm. status quo. Mm -hmm. I knew from such a young age that I was meant mm -hmm. to be that, to live that, and anyone that presented any sort of emotional obstacle mm -hmm. wasn't living in alignment with my truth. Mm. Okay, you were like, 
advanced. I was, I swear to you. The evolution here, you I'm guys. I like, I knew you as like a third grade. Because I, I, like, I was going to be like, oh, I know what that is. I'm, I'm like one step behind, like one step not as advanced. Yeah. So I've had things happen where like I've known like this is, I do these things because like this, I can trace it back. So like this thing happened that made me feel this way. This is why I do these things. Right. But I, I, I can still be stuck. I'm aware of the issue. And it can still cause me situations. I w- I'm not like aware and be like. Mm. It's on that. Uh, yeah, it's on that. Yeah. You know what it is? I think I enjoy being uncomfortable. Mm. I think I strive for dis- discomfort. I strive for it because I know that's the only place that there's growth. And if I'm not constantly growing, mm-hmm. I will feel stagnant. But I'll tell you something. Be If you're around people that are not always working on that self-development piece, mm-hmm you will feel like the outcast. You will feel, even though you feel like, oh, this is great, like I'm so proud of myself and all the internal progress I've made, you will always feel like, man, am I almost too advanced? Or it feels a little isolating, which right. is why most of my friends are therapists. <laughs> I swear, because I'm it. like, or really spiritual and healers yeah. of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know? you gotta be on that level. So yeah. going back, so then you moved in with your dad. You moved, you moved with your dad. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, we were telling this just. Yeah, so life. so when he told your grandma all that happened, then what happened? Like, how did you continue to share that piece? Is this post divorce or pre divorce? This is post divorce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what's your really? Can we ask what your relationship with your mother is ask at the time? <sighs> so, a few years went by, mm-hmm. and I kind of kept these internal crushes to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, not be- again, not because I was ashamed, but because I'm like, well, it doesn't seem like anyone around me can relate. Nobody yeah. else talks about being attracted to the same sex. Guess I'm kind of alone on this. Yeah. Um, and so when I be- when I was about 13 years old, the divorce and not having a mom that was fully present because she was busy in grad school and she didn't know how to handle her own emotions in terms of the divorce and she was really bogged down by a lot of that Mm. and instead of looking inward and doing her own inner work everyone else was to blame Mm. um with and i say that with all due respect yeah and so i didn't really have a relationship with her that was too close it was just come over friday night shabbat be part of the family but what is family i couldn't even be vulnerable Mm. i'm just like i'm sitting here and i'm with people that i'm are symbolically a safe space but i can't feel safe that's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. The That's irony. the problem with the It's Jews. a mindfuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. You get what I'm saying? So yes. I'm like, okay. And then if I ever spoke up about anything or any incongruencies, oh, you're just a rebel. Mm-hmm. I would just get labeled as the yeah. rebel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <gasps> there's that piece. So I'm like, okay, can't really rely on yeah. them. Dad was busy with a full-time girlfriend. Mm. And naturally so. He wants to move on with his life. Yeah. No problem. But I didn't get the right nurturing that I needed. And so I went back to that internal ache and yearning to build a family at Mm -hmm. 13 years old you will not believe this i swear to you and i i had some guardian angels let me tell you because if you watch stuff that goes on with like weird pedophiles on like aol chat rooms back in the day and stuff like this like i'm telling you i made a screen name Mm -hmm. i was very creative hot babe ulala 69 how did i know what 69 was at the age of 13 i don't know i'm telling you it was very advanced the internet (laughs) i swear i found the french culture very erotic so anyway i made the screen name and i went on aol chat room and i'm like that's it i'm gonna find my wifey on the AOL chat room oh my god you were so advanced i didn't know like people like 
kissed when I was 13. I think I was like living in it. Did you watch movies? Like, yeah, but we watch like, I don't know, PG movies. My parents, Persian Jewish parents are like really strict with stuff. Can I tell you something though? But you had them next to you monitoring your stuff. Yeah. I, I literally, it was either my grandma who was too busy cooking right and just feeding me or it was my dad with his girlfriend or my mom in school yeah and you're an only child like that's the thing like i shared a computer with three other people so it's like a whole (laughs) you had your own like private moment Mm -hmm. we were all like first of all fighting for the computer but also like we could all see what each other was doing so you're not doing anything crazy crazy. yeah you know when you say that to me though tiff like and i know this sounds really really cheesy and sentimental but like my heart warms up i'm like i wish i had that like to me that is the cohesive family like that arguing or that loudness in the house yeah i would sit there and be like i wish i'd have that like full busyness yeah you know what i mean yeah because you say it as if like you wish you didn't have it i i think like no i think i mean i became i think that's a problem i became so used to that life of always having people around me that when i don't i get depressed like i became an ra just so i could have like a row of people who would like come over all the time like i throw parties all the time now because i just want people to come over and hang out with me it's like i can't deal with like being alone i feel like it's also in our dna though yeah yeah Yeah. you know what i mean and and not to mention la la also i always talk about this with my friends i was actually having the best coffee on the planet la colombe like oh two God, hours ago so good. so good and i was talking to my friend tehu about it she's persian but born and raised in london oh wow um really unique individual also like in this field and big on personal mm-hmm. development and she's like i feel so isolated in la it's the worst oh i was just literally <laughs> talking it really is like you but i'm trying to make it better you have to speak positivity i'm like maybe i should move yeah. i feel like everyone has this thought because and people say it people say it but also pretend it's like it's not true but it's like really true like it's la is like isolating. the worst there i can i feel so different in other places i do too like my energy Your and energy. like happy and like connected than like los angeles is. i also think like just the internet yeah. I think the internet, I think that this place is geographically spread out in a way that like, for example, New York or places in Europe are not. You're almost forced to like bond with people yeah, and walk like on the street. Yeah, people, yeah. Exactly. Even that small like three second eye contact, mm-hmm. it makes such a big difference yeah. in your day. Yeah. I spoke to, you guys think I'm crazy. I've lived in this building for two and a half years. I think I had a first conversation with someone in the building uh-huh. two days ago. See, like yeah. a real, like a no, real. That's crazy. In the laundry room, it's like you have a podcast, right? Because you know everyone can see my life here. That's why I need to move oh apartment. My God, <laughs> yeah, wow. and then I was like speaking to him about the podcast, but it was like even that. It's like I've lived here for so long, uh-huh. and I've never like Connected spoken to, to the someone. Here, yeah. And it's like if you actually broke it down and questioned why, mm-hmm. like, have you thought about well, maybe every time I leave the house, somebody's on the phone, or I'm on the, on the phone, phone or, or I'm just like folk because from here I'm just focused to get into my car. That's yeah. like all I'm doing. I'm like, I need to go here to. I'm going somewhere. Well, that's very I, mindful of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's everyone's like you're doing something else. Yeah. You're on like track to go somewhere else. I'm right. not like from here to the car. I'm not like let me be present to who may be in my field. It's true. I'm just like I'm going there to go there, and then I'm and then to see someone there and then I'll be yeah. back right people don't effort like the first thing I did when I moved into my apartment was I threw a housewarming and I invited everyone in the building <laughs> I like, love this whoever wants to come hang out with me this is, is gonna style. come and I became like 
really good friend he listens to the podcast with my upstairs neighbor Aww. he would like bake me like he got into the british bake-off like got into watching it so he'd bake loaves of bread and give me some he'd come talk about the podcast he's like he's now in italy he moved wow. to italy but he was like i listened to your podcast and i just want to like come downstairs and like talk about this recent episode and you create a community like that but I'm like that you had building. to make an effort though. Yeah, that's you what you said to, you had to invite people it's like the persian way of like inviting everyone over it's and, so like, true having a home a lot of people don't do like people are like how do you know your neighbors and i'm like because i invited that you know what it is you, you have to get into the arena yeah you have to get mm, brene brown mm, says that she's like get into brown, i swish yeah, like get into the, the arena. critic that counts girl you gotta exactly. get in be willing to be vulnerable that's okay and if someone yeah. rejects your invite it's on them but at least you lived a life of yeah. you know it's like you're not living in the what if what if i would have done this these hypotheticals yeah. they drive people crazy the hypotheticals yeah. someone did that recently who joined at work i'm not gonna say who it is but it was so they moved to la and then like i'm have gonna have a housewarming come through and mm-hmm. like a lot of people came through throughout the day and like i always now think of her as like this like amazing human who's like trying to connect and will do whatever it takes obviously some people say no like what is this but like it's actually really cool to put yourself out there and do it right. because other people want that yeah they want that's connection so everyone's mm-hmm. craving that so much that's so true and community 100 yeah. percent, especially yeah. in la 100%. So, so where were we in the story oh yeah okay. so yeah i know we keep like this is like the tangential part but I know. okay so you um are growing up with your dad you tell your grandma your grandma doesn't hear it yes and aol then, chat rooms AOL because chat room. because i was like you know what again i think that i realized i couldn't get my resources or my needs met from my immediate environment yeah. that typically you should be getting it from so i'm like you know what i'm gonna go and, and so resourceful myself. i love That's it, it. I'm, I'm an action-oriented person i'm not gonna sit around and wait for things yes. to happen right so i'm i went on aol made that very unique and fun screen name <laughs> and i actually met my first girlfriend oh my god and it was so funny because i was really afraid of revealing my true age Mm because it was pretty young to be honest. how old was your girlfriend at the time ironically okay no we both lied that we were 18 oh my god we both said oh yeah we're 18 blah 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 let's switch numbers yeah we ended up switching numbers talking on the phone and this was so crazy i said i want to reveal something to you and, and tell you the truth i'm really you know 13 and she goes oh my god this is so weird I am too. Oh my God. And so like attracts like, right? And so, you know, I was like, what are you doing on the chat room? She's like, well, you know, I'm not really out to anybody. And like, I really wanted to just like connect and find somebody who's in a similar position as me. And so I just, I needed to know that someone else exists Mm. like that. And so I was like, well, I'm glad, you know, we're- Wait, how did you know what chat room to, like, how did you find her? You know, honestly, that's the part where I can't remember the details. Okay. Aside from I knew it was Cali female for female chat room. Oh, my gosh. How do you even find I that? Like, I'm like, I'm yeah, like how would you even find slow, that? Because I don't even know like other, like how I would have. like If you see me now and how yeah. like I lack any tech savvy skills, you would be shocked at how I figured it yeah. out. But I don't even really know. want something to make it happen. Exactly. I think it's the Leo in me. Yeah. And you can relate. Okay, You're a fire sign too. Yeah. Aries. Oh my God, you know it. I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. So basically we connected and she lived in Oceanside, San Diego. Oh and so the whole thing began. I started going on Metrolink trains to visit What? Her. And no one noticed that you were like. What's Metrolink? Esca- I'm not from here. Okay. 
It's a train. It's, it's a, train a train that train. like went directly from LA, like downtown LA to San Diego. How uh-huh. did you get to downtown LA? Because this is pre Uber. This is pre yes, like taxi. Anything. I literally would take a. T- I would save up my allowance. I'm dead. I'm not joking. And okay. I would take a taxi. And like her brother was also gay, but he was actually 18. Ha ha. Uh-huh. And they would come pick me up from the train station. Oh my god. And I would stay the weekend there. And of course. When this, did you tell your family you're going? That you were just sleeping over at friends. So house? I was really popular in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of friends, and before I met my girlfriend at the time, I was always sleeping over my friends' houses mm-hmm. on the weekends. So I just told Rebecca, "I'm like, can you cover for me and just say I'm going to be sleeping Who's over?" Rebecca. Oh, just a friend. She's she's an awesome friend. Oh, she's, okay, okay. Yeah, she's a physician assistant oh now my God, and I love has a it. kid and the whole gambit, but. You know, so she covered for me. And my dad was very absent, though. Like, Mm -hmm. if I would just tell him, hey, dad, I'm sleeping over Rebecca's, I didn't have to give, like, this elaborate story. There wasn't very much parenting. Which, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God. I would freak out if I knew that my kid was doing that. Right. Right. I'd be like, something bad can happen on the train to them. They're so young. My parents wouldn't let me sleep over anyone's house. Like, I never even got to sleep over any. My parents like, no, how about if they have, like, an older brother? The person is, like, crazy. They always, like... I mean, my parents were like, little. I think mm-hmm. with I think actually with with me and my brother, they were like a little bit more lax with, with girls. I think with girls, you just with get girls. really like scared and protected, yeah. which is like normal. Yeah. But like you gotta like give a little. Yeah. Like we never if my mother knew the parents and like who the other kids yeah. were there, she would let my sister go. But if yeah. it was just like ratchet, right. like random. Well, my parents are like, why don't they come like, sleep over at our house? Like, oh, exactly. Make over. your place yeah. the hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're like, invite whoever you want. Like, you don't need to go there. Because, you know, as like, yeah, parents being crazy. Sometimes they are like yeah, crazy that, people. They out are. There. They're just trying there to protect are. you. They're yeah. just trying to protect you. So you go to. You're doing the San Diego. Okay. Tracks. So I do the San Diego thing. How long are you doing this for? I did it for about eight months. Wow. Eight months, and it was about like every other weekend that I was. How going. about her parent? Like, where were you staying during this time? I was, so, I have the gift of the gab mm-hmm. i think and like really connecting with people especially people that are older than me mm-hmm. and you know i just i met her parents and they were really initially they were like trying to get comfortable with the fact that she was gay and oh so you met her parents as her girlfriend she said that the first time i'd go meet you know go over there she would want to be honest with them okay. about who i am yeah and her parents were surprisingly really welcoming oh wow that's amazing because yeah. most times people aren't won't ever be mean no in they person. Want their kids unless to be you're happy. persian and very judgmental because i mean i'm mean happy. in person I feel like people. Most people like front in the beginning. They'll pretend, to but be they'll nice. give you that vibe. Yeah, they'll give the, you with the, the Persians, they can't hide it. Yeah, they give you no. this look. They stare you they up and down. They don't even care. They don't even care if it makes you feel. No, they horrible. don't. No. They want you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they won't pretend. It's no. Very like it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. That's why you go to the events. You feel the energy of everyone judging you, and it's not. It's like just the culture can i tell you recently before i lost a significant amount of weight my mom was throwing a rosh hashanah party and she kept telling me like come in your best outfit make sure you always you know she's like make sure you look elegant and make sure you're matching and your makeup and hair and everything is done i'm like okay i'm like what you talk to me like like i don't ever take care of myself Mm -hmm. and she's like no i'm just double checking i'm like okay Mm -hmm. relax you Mm -hmm. you worry about your outfit my Mm -hmm. outfit's fine like we're good here yeah that's a very persian but listen to this i go to the persian party this older woman, she comes up to me, she goes, Jessica, oh my God. Got with a T, not D, God. Got. Oh, she's like, 
you're so beautiful. Your face is so beautiful. I said, oh, you're so sweet. I'm like, thank you. And I'm thinking in my head, I wish my mom were to compliment me like this. But I spoke too soon, internal monologue. And then she goes, but it's too bad. You're too fat. What the hell? No, I do this all the time. Like, I swear to you. Family will say that. But like, she's not my thing. family. No, but and I'm she saying, goes, yeah. if you were my daughter, oh, I would make you lose weight and all of the guys would want you. You'd what be married hell? tomorrow. What the hell? And then I'd say, no, firstly, I'm gay. <laughs> you know, secondly, <laughs> like, and I have a very like rebellious, vindictive edge mm-hmm. in me. If somebody, I don't care if Sometimes you're older you tell, than you me. Check them. I I really don't <laughs> care. And my mom was just standing there smiling, mm-hmm. as if this woman gave me an amazing compliment. Right. As if I should be thanking this woman and saying, "Wow, what an amazing compliment!" My self-esteem just rose ten notches. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a Persian compliment, though. That's actually a Persian compliment. <laughs> What's the real. compliment there? The real is no. I see they're, potential they're saying, in yeah, you. That's what they're saying. Because they could easily just be like, you're ugly. Like, but they're giving you the compliment of like... That's considered like the creme de la creme of a compliment. Yeah, like, that's, that's as a, good that's as it gets. That's as good as it gets. Like, that's what I'm telling you. You know how it feels intense? It feels... <laughs> well, I told you. I would, awesome. I would actually say, because I feel... I'd be like, what are you like? What are you talking about? And I'd actually walk away. Oh, I love your, well, what ooh, your you accent. Say? Is that from New York? No, I'm from South Africa. It's like ooh, a little bit. Oh, I love it. It's a little bit. That's British, exotic. Yeah. Very nice. But you, but you can't say stuff like that to people. But what'd you say? Why not? I'm ashamed to admit this to you guys because I feel like it's going to come off like I have some really like vindictive like dark side and I <laughs> you know no, honestly, I was pissed that's so triggering like, but I think you know, okay I'm going to admit to what I said but I feel like I was saying it to my mom more than I was saying it to this woman because this woman was an extension of my mother mm. in a way because the way that this woman talks to me has been like the way that I've been like literally spoken to by my mom yeah. my whole life so I go well I'm like you know you're very beautiful, but I'm like, but it's too bad. You can't, you're, you're too old. <laughs> I said, at least, I'm like, you can't really lose age. I'm like, that. I can lose weight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you can't lose age. I mean, unless you go get some plastic surgery or mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, and then it's still going to look a little mm-hmm. weird, but at least I can lose my weight. Mm-hmm. She looked at me and didn't know what to say. And my mom pulled me aside and she goes, you embarrassed me. Mm-hmm. How dare you? I go, instead of sticking up for your daughter mm-hmm. and telling this woman yeah. that what she said was inappropriate, you're going to get mad at me because I, quote, talk to my elder in an mm-hmm. inappropriate way. I'm like, I don't even know this woman and she thinks she has the right to say right. this to me. The thing, the problem with Persian women is that they think, that, or like the Persian Jewish community is they think they're doing you a favor by mm-hmm. telling you this information. This is the narcissism though. Yeah. This is why I'm telling you it's a pathological culture. Yeah. Like they think that they're helping. Like they, they actually believe, like this old woman, I know her. She acts, like I don't know her personally, but like I know the type she actually believes that she was giving you a gift i but know like, that's how delusional yeah. they are they and guys, even know. i'm not here hating on my culture there's so many amazing so things many amazing i mean they put things. saffron in everything so and it tastes like, phenomenal but, and like, like like the idea of like community like you know yes like and no matter what listen as abusive as they can be Fight verbally for you. they are ride or die yeah mm-hmm. they are lana del rey status mm-hmm. like, yeah they will do I will they be, will jump in front of the street for you they will do whatever it takes to make sure that you are okay. So I value that a lot. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, back to the whole story, I, you know, um, I had this girlfriend, her parents were a lot more warm and welcoming. And you know what was crazy? She would even tell me, oh my God, I'm so scared of my parents. They're very judgy. And I'm like, this is nothing. Yeah. I'm like, if this is judgy, oh my God. <laughs> like I, right. I'm just, I need like 
freaking 10 therapists in one <laughs> intervention. Like if this is freaking judgy. Yeah. So, you know, I was in that relationship for about eight months. Yeah. And then um, I decided to come out um, at the end of that relationship. The relationship ended for some organic reason. It was more like she, she called me one day and she's like, you know, I just, I'm so young. Mm-hmm. Like you're my first girlfriend and I kind of want to venture out and see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I was about to act like it didn't phase me. I was crushed. Mm-hmm. I was honestly crushed. Yeah. I was crushed. Your first love. Well, you know what it was? It's this projection that I think a lot of people do today, right? They assign magical qualities or they're in love mm. with this idea mm-hmm. more than they the are pedestal. with the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that at such a young age. I deluded myself and yeah. I'm like, this is the person I'm going to have my dream with. But I'm like, wait a second. Now in hindsight, I'm like, did they have the right core values? Mm-hmm. Like, are we compatible? Yeah. Like, do we even want the same things mm. in the future? Yeah. I was evolved, but not that evolved to think about all of that. Yeah. Right. And Who's so I was thinking about that at 13. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what really was the cat to me wanting to you know be in this field and also opening up to my parents Mm -hmm. so that night I was crying and my dad comes in my room tender loving Mm -hmm. sweet Scorpio man and he goes Jess he's like what's wrong I've never seen you so sad you look like you've lost somebody Mm -hmm. and I said I'm so terrified of sharing the truth with you but you have to promise me that if I tell you that you're gonna hug me all night you're gonna cuddle with me and when I wake up, you're going to tell me you love me no matter what. Uh. And I'm like, if you can't make me that promise, I'm just going to keep this to myself. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, of course, like what's going on? And so I looked at him and I'm like, dad, I'm a lesbian. And I knew that word because of the movie Father of the Bride. Okay. Do you guys remember Father of the I Bride? I remember that movie, I remember but I don't know the lesbian part. Lesbian part. Yeah. Okay, well, because... It resonated with me. She walked in right before the wedding. She looked at Steve Martin and she goes, oh, dad, by the way, I'm a lesbian. Like so nonchalant. And I remember, I'm like, what's that? And I remember looking it up on AOL and I realized that that's me. That's Mm -hmm. who I am. So I tried to almost mimic that and be as nonchalant and be like, dad, by the way, I'm a lesbian. Mm -hmm. He was almost shocked as if he's like, how the hell does she even know what that that word word means, right? And he goes, are you sure? And I said, Yep, I'm pretty sure. Now, a lot of people my age mm-hmm. at that time wouldn't be sure. They would mm-hmm. literally tell themselves, I have to go like hook up with a guy to make sure. I have to go date, have a boyfriend, da-da-da-da. I was so certain in who I was. Oh, I love that. Thank you. And so he's like, well, if you're sure, I want to tell you two things. One, I love you no matter what. And I was like, yes, you oh, listen. The amazing Thank God. Parent. Yeah. yeah. Um, two, don't tell your mother. Mm. He knew that that was going to be a a freaking fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, and three, (laughs) he nudges me with his elbow and he goes, Hey, at least we can check out women together. Oh my God. I'm like, dad, please. I'm like, I love you, but that's a little too much. Thank you very much. I see what you're doing, but (laughs) But like, let's just chill. I like that more than him just being awkward and like, yeah, Yeah, like that's that's amazing for a Persian man. Mm -hmm. Can we just acknowledge how amazing that is? I swear, you know, he moved here when he was 15, Iranian revolution, went to the same high school I went to, Beverly Hills High School. Okay, yeah. You went there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. super Americanized and shit. Hey, how do we not know each other at Beverly? How old are you? 
30. Me too. That's so weird. That's and you so don't weird. look familiar. Yeah, you don't look familiar either. But I was like in a different role. I like did not hang out at high school. Like all my friends were in my extracurricular activities off high school. Oh, see, so like, you engaged them. And girls. I also That's wasn't awesome. in like the Persian community. Like I say, like all my friends were like different backgrounds, oh, like Asian. Um, How did you find life. friends of different background? There were 90% of everyone there was freaking Persian. I, I didn't. Don't, see I just else. didn't connect to them. I don't know. Like growing up in elementary, what elementary school? Did I went you to Warner. Okay, I went to Hawthorne. But okay. like, it was also like, I feel like Hawthorne was probably one of the more white, uh, white, um, non-Persian right. ones. El Rodeo, I think, was the most. Actually, maybe like Horseman was the least. Mm-hmm. But like, they all kind of have like reputations of like the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, makes sense. But I don't know. Also, like my parents were really chill too, and we just like, I mean, like, like, like my one persian friend from like elementary school was jenny o like, i love that? jenny o jenny o is everything you know jenny o um real estate she's a firecracker i know jenny, o. I know jenny o. yeah yeah she just like herself she's always been herself i love that about and you her. know what i mean like she she's always had this confidence i no matter like, what wish i had yeah and i always look like she makes everything the life of the party and she's you like this eternal optimist yeah you just want to be around her and always. it's really hard to find people like that i agree with you so i think she was just one of those people like few persian yes like i really connected to and i think speaking on that to piggyback i'm really close with jenny and i think it's important to really choose your circle wisely yes because people rub off on you if there's anything that i learned from my persian family that was super like you know at least on the mom's side strict in that way they're like be careful with who you hang around because people will rub off on you Mm. you get what i mean so true and so i'm always like i'm gonna be really intentional i'm gonna be really mindful about who i you know bring into my like energetic vicinity in a way but um yeah, so I ended up going against my dad's... Uh, and you were out in high school? No, okay, here's, okay. here's the twist. Okay. So I personally didn't care if my friends were going to judge me or not. Right. But I was so popular. Now, this is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself. I was very popular in mm-hmm. high school. Maybe um, that's how I didn't know you. I was like very <laughs> dorky. I was in my own world. Okay. You know, and... I would, I would like walk in and I would just literally just someone would see me and just link arms and be like, let's go here. Let's go there. Mm -hmm. Like I was never alone for a second, Mm -hmm. which was so contradictory to like the family life I had, Mm -hmm. which is why I really view like friends like my family. Mm -hmm. But before, so after my dad told me, don't tell my mom, literally that very same week. And I will never look at Chevron gas stations the same. Let me tell you. What? Yeah. We were parked at a Chevron gas station. And I was like, this is my moment of truth. I'm going to tell my mom that I'm gay. I can't hold it in. Tiffany's, Tiffany's I'm shaking. I'm so scared. Can you please initiate a drum roll? Thank you. Thank you. So. Wait, how, so this is a week later, you said? This is a week after my dad tells oh my me God. don't. Okay. Which again, I Always never listened. Always listen to daddy. I know, yeah. right? I look at my mom and I'm like, mom, I want to get closer to you. And I'm like, I want to tell you something, but I, I'm scared you're not going to love me if I tell you. And then she goes, you do drugs. I go, no, mom. I'm like, don't worry. I'm like, that's one thing that you always like hammered into my brain. I don't do drugs. Yeah. Relax. And she's like, oh, thanks, God. I'm like, okay. Your Persian so, accent, by the way, is so on point. Thank you. Like thank you. I do perfect. other ones, too, but it's that's for perfect. another day. Yeah, thank you. Um, and so she's like, you're pregnant. And I said, no, far from it. <laughs> so so then she's like, well, just she's like, she was freaking out. You know, they don't have patience. Yeah. She's like, tell me already. Yeah. And I could 
sense the fumes of the chai raising from her skin. <laughs> What's that? Okay. Tea. tea. Oh, the Persian cardamom tea mm-hmm. was just spewing from her pores. Mm-hmm. Tell me. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there. I'm like, shit, did I just open up a Pandora? Like, am I about to open up Pandora's mm-hmm. box? And I go, I would rather you guess that way I didn't tell you. And if you're right, I'll tell you you're right. Mm-hmm. Me and my freaking mind games. Right. Yeah. I'm like just freaking game, like. Game. I mean, something. Let the cat out of the Change in the person. <laughs> okay. Some, some traits die hard. Okay. I swear. And so she keeps going through all of the topics. Like you don't want to go to college. You mm. have bad friends. You gained weight and didn't tell me. You. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. I'll tell you something. Every Persian mom is a human scale. I they swear. Can tell, they can tell they if you, gain you gained one pound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. I swear. Every Persian, every Persian woman. That's why it's like we know. I know too. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like you become a human scale. I swear. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I could hear or see the light bulb go off and she goes, <gasps> which is another Persian common thing. Yeah. It's the, oh, no, I found out. Yeah. But I didn't want to know. But I did contradiction yeah shock shock she's like you're a gay and i said what you're a gay i was like what's a gay what (laughs) and then she goes lesbian and i'm like as if she's like about to attack me Mm -hmm. and i'm like mom i'm like yeah i'm i'm a lesbian and she literally like puts her head in her hands Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you something that was the first time i felt like rejection Mm. and she's like oh she's like oh my god like i'm not doing the persian accent right now it's too serious for that she goes oh my god like i failed as a mother like she was internalizing everything she's like and then she blames me she goes that's it she like like went on the opposite extreme she's like you're broken you we need to fix you as soon as possible we need to take you to doctors we need to fix you that's as if i'm some freaking clock at target that she just bought or something it was just like i'm like dude i'm not an item like what do you mean we need to fix me and then um, she like left the gas station. Like she got out of the gas station, was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, am I going to lose my mom? Like, that's mm. exactly how I felt in that moment. And then what, 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 like what popped into my mind at that point was, and this is where I feel like this was fostering codependency at such a young age. It was like, well, if my mom's not going to accept me and my dad is like busy with his girlfriends, why don't I just segue and rely on a partner? Mm. And that's where I think the unhealthy expectation from a relationship began. Mm. Like my partner is going to fix my issues, right? Which I'm going to because all these other people can give me what I needed. Exactly. Mm. Mm. You know, which I thank God for the self development section at Borders at the time, now Barnes and Noble for. Because if it wasn't for oh, okay, you mean the section of the bookstore? Seriously, if if it wasn't for reading about this stuff Mm. and in my own personal work, I would have been living out the same patterns at the age Mm. of thirty, not knowing why. And probably 10 years in, again, like at 40, not knowing why. So it felt rejection, all of that. And uh, once my mom cooled down and took me to three endocrinologists after that and psychiatrists, and they all told her that she needed to go to therapy and kind of like fix her mentality. If anyone's Mm -hmm. gonna be fixed, it's that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, girl, you need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she immediately demonized those doctors. Mm -hmm. She was like, they are not good. They don't know what they're Mm -hmm. talking about. She was like hunting for a doctor who Mm -hmm. agreed with her. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially. So 
then once once she kind of saw that I was really resistant and I wasn't going to give in and date guys, yeah, um, she was like, well, don't tell any of your friends in school. She's like, I know how popular you are. I know how much you really care about your friends. I'm going to tell you something. These friends that you love so much will turn their backs on you wow. if they know that you're a lesbian. Not because they don't love you, not because you're not funny or cool or whatever, but because they will go tell their parents and their parents are of my mentality that you're going to rub off on them and you're going to be the obstacle between them finding a husband you might turn them gay mm, mm, mm. so i felt like i was like i want to tell my friends like i right. want to be able to be open but i couldn't so guess what i lived a double life until i was 21 oh my god yeah nine years up to nine years ago and every girl because i didn't give up on the dating i was still looking for wifey let me tell you oh my god i love that okay but i would take the girl's name use the first letter and tell my friends that i was dating jason instead of janine stop i swear talk so about resourceful smart. i'm telling making you making it work did they ever meet the... like but they never met they never asked to meet jason they Janine. did but but jason i would you know what was weird i would find these girls long distance okay because so that they didn't have to meet the person that yeah so that i didn't have to risk like running into them yeah. in la and mm -hmm. all of that so I lived that double life for a while. That's a lot. Okay. But when you're accustomed to keeping secrets, it's really easy to just like make up lies. But you know when you so need to, when you have to, you know? Mm. It's so crazy though. I think as you become more self-aware and intuitive and in touch with your body, mm -hmm. now when I look back, I know what those like balls in my throat were. Mm -hmm. I know what that sinking feeling in my chest was mm -hmm. that produced tears behind my eyes, but I couldn't let out. Mm -hmm. I knew like why I had anxiety and insomnia. Like mm -hmm. everything makes sense now. All right. of the psychosomatic symptoms that your, bo your body speaks. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more intuitive and telling than your actual verbiage. Right. Mm, 100%. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And so many people don't even have the tools to articulate what they feel, hence needing a coach or a therapist. Right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my God, me. Slight digress, come back. But Please. like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I wasn't sleeping well. My body just felt, I was like, what? Something else, because I've watched enough Oprah to know. <laughs> like, clearly there's other stuff here. You're not just like stressed or tired. No. You need, there's, there's got to be stuff you got to figure out. Sort of doing the work. There's more there, but continue. Exactly. Yeah, because sometimes people just think it's just like their body just like yeah. going through something, but no. Unless you're drinking like four espresso shots a day. Right. Or you're doing something outlandish. I really think that you're, the, the like emotions get stored in the body. This is a bit Louise Hay of me, but you know what I'm saying? That's the book I keep telling everyone you to You can read. heal your life? Yes. yes. It's, I've read that t like five literally, ten years ago. I listen to, to it. Like order up Tiffany, okay, this, if this is not a sign, I know, because I, know. I keep this trying to tell like you. This like the 30th. The universe will present signs to you. Yes, this is another sign. Yeah. I need to I'm be telling I can't you. keep, I mean, I know, at I know, this point. How many times have we talked about me and you meeting and I'm oh finally God, meeting? I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah. It's I have the book if you want to borrow a copy. Oh my God. I literally buy it off Amazon. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to affiliate link you guys. Are you a coach? Accountability is such a coaching term. Well, you know. That is something that I do in the realm of the coaching that I offer. I'm an empowerment life coach. Mm -hmm. I've titled my company London's Life Coaching because London is the nickname I go by. Mm -hmm. Why yeah. London? It feels like it fits with the vibration of my essence. Mm -hmm. It just feels like me. I. Some people are born and they feel like they weren't born in the body that really aligns with who they really are, that self-expression. I don't feel like my name ever matched my vibration. Mm -hmm. So I was on the phone a year ago with 
a not so helpful helpful ex-girlfriend but she did help me with this <laughs> and she's like babe you know your your name doesn't suit you like when i look at you you're not a jessica i'm like i know i don't feel like a jessica never have she's like well why don't you change it i'm like shit you're right why not so i'm like hold on a second i'm gonna go look online find european unisex names because i feel like more of a species than a gender or a person i feel like you know and i'm just gonna read them out loud until something clicks internally and um when i read london i'm like I've never been to London, but it just feels right. Yeah, great name. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. So I've titled it, you know, London's Life Coaching is my company name. Um, so cute. Yeah. And so I offer empowerment life coaching for people that feel like lack of motivation, hopelessness, mm-hmm. are not really connecting with their authenticity, mm-hmm. going through life transition, grievances. But I'll tell you, my favorite is really helping couples, mm-hmm. helping couples and helping people in the dating scene. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy that the theme of what I see is people who keep consciously saying they know what they're looking for, but their behaviors are incongruent to their words. Mm -hmm. And that's what's causing anxiety. I'm like, you're saying this, but you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. And it's almost always Mm fear-based or lack of Mm self-awareness based. Mm -hmm. So I really hone in and get to the root Mm -hmm. and I do it in a really fun and humorful way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need need to show where you do this. (laughs) You need to like... Because that's the real stuff, man. It's the one thing that people care the most about. But we all do that so weird where we actually literally do the opposite of what we say. Yeah. Why? It's because, you know, you think you're doing one thing. You're not willing to admit the truth. Right. You know, you're just like not willing to. You think to it's see. harder to admit the truth, truth than to like create all these like situations and lies around but it. But I, I took like a super intro um, coaching training better for like leaders at work this nice. past week. That's why I was so tired. Yeah, yeah. So we're just like, I'm not a coach, but like just like to help us like have other. Com- sometimes if your team is something's not happening, instead of the do this, do this, do this, maybe just like ask an open-ended what question, and like you know you'll Gosh. get like the real juice. Exactly. And I found one of the things that I found was so interesting is that I'm mean, gonna kind of talk about the people but like when you do a lot of this stuff like all the stuff you were trying to hide but were like not trying to deal with by doing the other like random like behaviors like <laughs> People can just tap. Everyone yeah. knows what's going on. Yeah. Like people can, like people can tell you're like struggling or, or like a ma- or mass or like this you're other right. stuff. Going. Yeah. You don't have to do these intricate things of like trying yeah. to like hide it or like trying to do these weird behaviors because people just know like something is wrong here. People yeah. are a lot more perceptive than yeah. we give them credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally, people can be like, "You've been acting like weird this like past couple of weeks. Like, right. You don't seem like you're interested in like what's going on." Then, then it realize, then it made me realize. You can actually. You just need to relax. Mm. Like it's not not everything. Everything is deep because it's about you. But like it's also <laughs> not that deep because people can like see anyway. And everyone's just mm. thinking about themselves. They're yeah. not even thinking about you. Yeah. You it's know? when you well, see. That's really sad to to hear. I think I feel. so. I think. <laughs> but I think it's a what I mean, thing. what I mean by that is, yeah, like the things that you might be picking, like your own insecurities. No one's like picking up on. You're that. right. I get what you you're saying. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not saying like they don't care about. We're you. our own biggest I'm critic. S- exactly. Like you, like if you wake up and you're like, oh, like my face is round today. <laughs> like today, like that's how I felt today. And my dad, like I got coffee <laughs> with him. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I shouldn't have had that like truffle 
spaghetti pasta and truffle fries. And then my dad's like, you look really pretty today. Because, you know, Persian culture, they think round faces are like prettier than like oval faces. This is one thing I did not know about Persian culture. Oh, well, that's my parents always say like to me when my face is like fuller. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, you look prettier today because you look more young, you know, or like more. And but like my insecurity, like to the outside world wasn't known. Mm -hmm. And other people might have seen it as like a beautiful thing like my dad he's like you look really pretty today and i'm like oh you know <sighs> but that's why, like no one's thinking about you in the way that you were thinking that's about a yourself. good point and that's yeah. the power of perspective yeah. i think exactly yeah and and you make a point like i think i misunderstood what you were saying earlier yeah. but it's almost like we are our own worst critics and what we're so insecure about potentially maybe someone else might even find beautiful attractive exactly like so many times I'm like oh i wish i like looked like that stick over there and then like my guy friend will be like no one wants to have sex with a stick <laughs> why do you want to look like a stick i like, double that you yeah. know what i mean and i think like girls we like i was reading an instagram post and it's like who the hell cares about like what marcia susan and like janet think about like you know what like what you look like like no guy is thinking like oh she should be like 10 pounds skinnier it's only you think about like what your girlfriends are thinking mm -hmm. you know it doesn't even matter. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You know. So sorry. Where were we? You sorry. Didn't come out. So how did you come out to like your I come friends out? and fam? Like your what? friends. My friends. Okay, this was a very dramatic and very Persian-appropriate catalyst. Oh my god. Okay, I need to hear that. So I opened up to my best friend of ten years, mm -hmm. who was really close friends with me since I was fourteen, ninth grade. Um, well, no, it wasn't 10 years because then I would have been 24 and that was the breakup. Okay, so <laughs> let's see. Wait, my math sucks. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Seven years at the time. Okay. So at 21 years old, I had my 21st birthday and I had been telling Jackie that uh, Janine was Jason. Okay. And that Jason just broke up with me. Mm -hmm. um, and... Well, actually, I had broke up with Jason. That was the story. And she said, why? And I was honestly devastated. True story. No joke. This is really vulnerable. But I hope yeah. someone feels inspired. They will. Um, true story. I was 19 years old. It's a little bit backtracking. But I was 19. I met a 26-year-old female at wow. a lesbian club in West Hollywood. And oh God, you were going out to West Hollywood? I had a fake ID since I was 14. I got it from Alvarado Street. I went into a warehouse with you are like the most resourceful person i've ever <laughs> she met she made it work she oh, did what fearless. she had to do okay yeah. and it was scannable thank you oh my god wow i know, I know. okay i'm a very ethical therapist i promise i need to and be so <laughs> like i love this so much okay. okay so um i got this fake id and stuff and i was again on that hunt i'm like didn't get what i needed from my family gonna go out get it from my partner the right person yeah and so I found this 26 year old woman. I was very attracted to her at that time. What I thought love was constituted as was basic physical attraction and aesthetic appeal. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't want to kill each other or rip each other's heads off, because that's all I saw with my parents, that was attraction. That was love. Great. Really easy to find. So get into this relationship with her. I'm like, she's older. She's mature. She knows what she wants. All of these misconceptions that people tend to give someone who is older or more experienced mm -hmm. yeah. quote unquote so we get together and she the first now looking back this was a red flag the first question she asks me is would you ever date a stripper what the? and i said absolutely not and i said 
I would be open to having them as like an acquaintance and just you know, asking them questions and understanding like what motivates them yeah. and if it's they're doing this out of trauma or they're doing it because they need it or they actually enjoy it. Yeah. Right. And I'm, she's like, but why wouldn't you date one? And I said, well, because and this sounds very judgmental, but I'm like, I can't respect someone in a relationship monogamously that doesn't really have this level of respect for her body mm-hmm. and is just using it as like art form or to make money or however people want to like reframe it to not sound judgy yeah. and like they're being open-minded okay because <laughs> we all know everybody does that um i'm like it's just not my jam yeah and she's like oh okay no biggie and i'm like so what do you do mm-hmm. and she's like oh i'm a real estate agent and at that time i thought well nobody's gonna lie to me about their career like this person is older like they know what they want why would they lie to me few months down the line we're having amazing chemistry we have great conversation she asked me to move in oh my god i move in she actually wait what oh, okay you had graduated from high school at this yes point. Okay. and and i was in community college and this is not the story of my best friend yet okay and so i moved in and um she proposed to me <gasps> I was oh engaged. This story is so wild. So ju- listen, it's too listen. Juicy. I'm gonna tell you, I was ecstatic. I'm like, finally, the answer to all my problems: marriage, the symbol for longevity, stability, unconditional love, everything that I had seen in Disney movies. Except instead of you know the guy, I would put myself in the man's position in the movies and picture I was him. Right, and I'm like everything that I've ever wanted at my fingertips. Until I started to get really bad pains in my gut. And until she started coming home later and later every night, two in the morning, three in the morning. And at the time I had never experienced what we now know as trust issues. (laughs) And internally I'm like, what is this feeling that makes me feel like my insides are being ground up? Oh my God. And I didn't want to be that crazy, jealous ex-girlfriend. I'm like, this person proposed to you. Why would they lie and cheat if they are willing to build a life with you? Don't be crazy. Did you say yes? Yeah. Okay. Hopeful romantic, babe. There Come you on. Oh, I okay. love you. You know so I said yes. I would be, yeah. I was like, I was already on the boat that they oh, okay. were like getting, planning the wedding. Oh, wow. Okay. And she took me to Hawaii. Okay. Oh, wow. So that okay. was very, very sweet. You know, you gotta date the older ones because they'll take you on. <laughs> <laughs> the older ones who don't look their age. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm so. hoping that's me right now. <laughs> yeah. So young, Tiff. Thank you. I mean, you're 26, but like for 19 year old, that's, uh, yeah, that's I love this. Yeah, that's cute. So, um, long story short, the phone kept going off at four in the morning. Remember Blackberries with the little yes, scroll yeah. ball? God, yeah, I BBM. Yes. Yes. The red light. I swear, uh. I'll never look at them the same again. Mm-hmm. So, Chevron and blue, blue, Blackberries? Blackberries, yeah. Oh, I Blueberries. swear. <laughs> I was laying next to her and the phone kept going off. Three in the morning, four in the morning. I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I look through her phone. And I swear to you, I felt dread. What I found was different, like different names of states, Mm -hmm. Virginia, Montana, California, New York. And I found one Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I read the text. Oh, that lap dance was amazing last Mm. night. Blah, blah, blah. When am I going to see you again? Are you going to be at the club? 
You're like, what in the world? And a lot of really How long have you guys been dating? Almost or? two years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I was very attached. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you never, like, suspected anything. I felt like by me asking, I was being a burden. Mm. I felt like by me bringing something up, I was dishonoring. Yes. You gotta talk about how these things are, like, deeply rooted in the culture. I was dishonoring yeah. her. Mm. And when I found out... I started crying. I woke her up. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, are you an escort? Are you a prostitute? Like, what the hell? And she just gave me this blank stare. And she goes, now this part kills me. She goes, okay, I'm going to admit it to you. I'm a bartender at a strip club. And I play on these fantasies with these guys. And I pretend that I gave them a lap dance. Or I pretend. I'm like, serious. (laughs) I, I love that you're like looking at your nails right now and rolling your I'm eyes. Like, I can't stop, girl. <laughs> She's doing the most. I'm like, seriously, this is your moment of truth, and you're gonna lie on top of a lie. Hope just be honest. Yeah. Just say because we're here now. Right. Like we're here now. Yeah, we got. Here. Best, we have the text. Yeah. And then she opened up to me, and I was like, I did the whole coach thing or therapist thing where I'm like, look, I'm not gonna judge you if that's what you want to do and you love it. Like just be honest with me. She's like, and then she breaks down. And she's like, fine, the truth is I wanted to tell you the first time on our date, but I didn't tell you because I felt like you said you wouldn't want to date a stripper and I liked you so much I didn't want to lose you, blah, blah, blah. This is the whole inauthenticity piece. Mm-hmm. It's like fear of someone not wanting to be with you if right. you are really who you are. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, I sounded judgy and I'm like, look, I just but that just means that I'm not your cup of tea or you're not my cup of tea. That just means you can be the ripest peach and there's someone that doesn't want peaches. It doesn't yeah. mean peaches are bad. It just means you're allergic. No, I just don't like peaches. I just, <laughs> juicy as hell, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, after that, um, I I went into, the, and I never drank, never did drugs, always got straight A's, mm-hmm. but I went into the, the freezer and I pulled out that huge life-size Barbie freaking like model size of gray goose bottle you know like what is that doing in the freezer well you keep vodka no no i know that i'm saying why do you have a life-size well she was also an alcoholic and i didn't realize that till later i mean although she was waking up doing vodka shots before she made her omelet i thought that this was normal Because she said it would soothe her stomach. And my grandma, when I'd have stomach aches, she would give me a spoonful of cognac. Okay. And she'd say it's good for the tummy. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's different, but yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. And I was so naive. But in a cute But I get that, yeah. Yeah, so I took no. out this bottle, and I'm literally, I didn't drink it. I opened the bottle, and I poured it on my head. The whole thing. It yeah. took about three minutes. Tell me about this act. What were you? I I literally I'm obsessed with you. Can I, I swear. What were you? I poured it cleansing. all on my head. What was happening? Yeah, here? I think my like my baptism. I think my chakras needed cleansing. Mm-hmm. I think this was a way to like, but with alcohol really, mm-hmm. or this was a way to like, you know, cleanse myself of like the sin of being with someone who lied to me mm-hmm. or. This is just a way to get rid of her vodka in a dramatic way. I think so too, because okay. I was so angry unconsciously at the fact that. She she kept drinking every time I tried to have mm-hmm. a serious conversation uh, with her. Mm-hmm. But after I finished pouring it, she looked at me. She goes, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I go, cooling off. Because, <laughs> you know, like, the drama. I, it. Okay, okay. I swear. Maybe like, this needs to be, like, serialized. This needs to become a TV show or, like, that. a movie. I'm telling you. So then she's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I break up with her. I leave. I felt like my world was turned upside mm-hmm. down i call jackie who was my best friend for seven years and i tell her jason is a gigolo 
I found out Jason is a gigolo. She's like, what? And it's so uncommon. Like, I feel like it's a little more uncommon than like a woman. Right. You know what I Like a male yeah. gigolo, really? Yeah, like, yeah. But no, I could see like somewhat like flaming saddles or like something. Yeah. Sometimes they just do that because like. Like real gigolos or they just like a no, real dancer? No, they're just like a pole. They're just a dancer. Was she an actual Chip stripper or dancer? Well, then after reading the text a little bit deeper, I realized they were meeting at Best Westerns. Mm, so, so more was, I think an escort uh, also oh, wow. escort, yeah because okay. you know second location yeah second location wow okay Not and good. then she tried to tell me that that was all for like but the so she was having sex with them I got my SCD panel after this okay. relationship ended heads up yeah I did but yeah, I never uh, thought of that yeah because you know how. yeah well you never know yeah but you know once I pretended oh, to be cool with it this is yeah I would have so much trust issues <laughs> I did I yeah. swear to you and once I pretended to be cool with it so she'd open up to me mm-hmm. Um, she started telling me about things like men would come in and pay her a grand for 30 minutes to massage her feet. Mm. I go, people are paying for massages. Mm-hmm. They're paying uh, to massage 50, you. 50 bucks an hour randomly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are getting paid a grand for a 30 minute foot massage mm-hmm. for you to get relief. This is so interesting mm-hmm. to me. Well, these men anyway. are lonely and need yeah, their own I could connections. See, I could actually I get it. Being, I'm not trying to yeah. sound, ju- I get it. Everybody yeah. has their own, you know, the and for yeah. a second I was like, well, shit. Maybe I was like, I should I get into this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's lucrative. Exactly. But I think, I think to protect me, she was only telling me like the most innocent scenario out of yeah. everything else that was probably going on mm-hmm. there i think a foot massage is very mm-hmm. you know innocent PG, compared, yeah. pg compared to what yeah. else goes on so broke up called jackie said jason is a freaking gigolo i need your help gigolo i need your support also I, was such a fun like interesting like take versus like a stripper like jason is a stripper well i was like he's a stripper and a gigolo okay she was shocked mm-hmm. yeah but she believed me and that night was actually this is so sad but it was actually my birthday <gasps> oh, wow. it, it was my 21st birthday oh, my god and sh- oh. sure go ahead no 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 i thought I, maybe the universe is just trying to get you into adulthood and like let, cleanse others just take it yeah out. like leave you so. with that in the past i think so yeah. come into your 21st birthday. in my head but yeah no i appreciate that and so Jackie's like, we're taking you out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, before we take me out, I need to tell you something. At that point, I was already at like what felt like rock bottom. I'm like, let's be authentic. I'm like, I can't fucking take this anymore. I'm like, if this person is my best friend, let me just tell her the truth. And I go, Jackie, I'm like, I got to tell you something. I'm like, Jason is Janine. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, it's a girl. She's like, what do you mean it's a girl? I'm like, I'm a lesbian. And she's like, no freaking way <laughs> and i'm like yeah she's like that is so cool oh, wow. and i'm like oh my god i'm like you still want to be my friend it was so cute oh it was so like That's third cute. grade like will you eat with me you'll come yeah. with me to the bathroom you'll still be my friend yeah. can we share lunchables it was oh, so cute. cute and so she's like of course i'm gonna be your friend crazy like we've been you've been there you know f- through my parents divorce through all yeah. my shit with guys like of course i'll be there yeah. so then that night she's like this is awesome. Like, I'm like, let's take you out to West Hollywood. Let's, you know, let's go. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I was like, I have something else to tell you. I'm like the, you know, the Jess that you see like dressing all girly and like in skirts and heels and all of that. I'm like, that's kind of like my straight girl look. (laughs) 
and okay. right this is not to say that there aren't oh like femme God, lipstick yeah. lesbians you know so you were dressing a different way too i wasn't it. dressing authentically okay wow. because i was hearing my mom's voice and that lady who told me that i looked great and super beautiful and i forgot mm-hmm. to mention that she complimented my dress yeah um but i i was almost unconsciously that stuff afraid. fucks you up i swear yeah, it does i swear oh and so Bleep that out i'm just kidding <laughs> it's fine it's real yeah yeah and then um i'm like so you're gonna see me in like what kind of looks like a more like androgynous outfit she's like what does that mean i'm like kind of like gender neutral or maybe a little more like masculine presenting which really feels like truer to a part of me but not really like the internal super sensitive me mm-hmm um and she's like all right cool whatever that means she didn't really get it yeah because she's never really seen that so that night we're getting ready to go out and i put on like a really cute outfit like what i always would put on when i'd go to like you know i had my fake id and i'd go to like the gay clubs Mm -hmm. right (laughs) not to mention i was at the time going to the gay clubs from like 13 to like 18 19 where i met my girlfriend and i had friends that were all older that would drive me there oh wow i swear i was i was always friends with more mature people you're so resourceful i I swear literally living under a rock (laughs) during this time i didn't even like know people were like kissing in high school i swear to god okay yeah there's beauty to that i was a baby okay and so um i got ready and all of a sudden as i like buttoned the last button of my shirt i see her jolt her head back and I'm like, what was that? I, was, I didn't say anything out loud. And then she looks at me and I'm like, I'm just looking at her. She goes, you look really good. Love that. And I was like, oh my God. It's almost like she felt the real me for yeah. the first time. She like, could see you. She felt the energy. Right. And yeah. as much as people say like, what, it's just an outfit. Like I think no. clothing and interior design and everything, it's like an art form. Mm. It's a form of like showing who you are internally on the outside mm-hmm. without having that. to speak. When you don't have words to articulate, you have your style, you have everything else Mm -hmm. and so we went out that night and we you know we had a few drinks celebratory we come back and we always slept over each other's Mm -hmm. houses and i would change in front of her she'd change in front of me just like you know your typical like girlfriends do and she was like babe i'm gonna sleep topless tonight it's too hot and your ac isn't working i'm like that's fine sleep i'm like me too i'm like good idea yeah you know cold sheets and your skin is hot it's a nice contrast so i laid there in the bed And as I'm dozing off, I swear to you, either it was my non-existent pug dog Mm -hmm. breathing on me, like, Mm -hmm. or it was Jackie huffing and puffing Mm -hmm. on top of me. I opened my eyes, both eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where is this going? I'm so shook with this story. Okay. And I, I look and she's literally on top of me, just piercing her eyes into mine. Your friend? my best friend your best friend who has oh identified as straight her entire life oh my god and Tiffany she looked shaking Tiffany shaking this is so I swear good. this is like a movie I love that you're on the edge of your seat oh my right god. yeah you're, you're such a good storyteller thank but you. like this is not a story but like you're so good at like sharing your life thank you because you and I were talking about this before when we were Aww. listening to your voicemail i'll call it but like <laughs> you just like captivate the audience you know how to like engage thank you yes. that means so much yeah to me. you do you're, you're gifted this is a gift thank you so mm-hmm. tell me thank you okay so she goes she goes she looks at me and i'm like babe what are you doing and she goes kiss me all dramatic gone with the wind kiss me and i'm like babe i'm like what do you mean kiss me i'm like you're my best friend and newsflash you're straight right and then she's like 
no, no, no. She's like, I feel differently with you. I'm like, Jackie, I'm like, are you sure it's Is this not- the same night? I swear it's the same night. Oh, wow. Everything changes when you're happened. 21. No, not just legal drinking age. Yeah. Nothing changed for me. When I was <laughs> sweet. Ooh, oh, oh this is God, an I'm intense dead, night, I'm girl. Dead. Listen, yes. I thought to myself internally, mm-hmm. I'm a deliberator. Mm-hmm. Moon and Libra. Mm-hmm. See both sides of every story. Mm-hmm. Three sides and the truth. For a second, I'm looking at her and I'm like, listen. I'm like, Jess, you can either kiss her and go down this road mm-hmm. and see what happens. Or you can deny it and just be her friend and maintain the friendship because you're taking a risk, mm-hmm. right? Um, or I don't even, I don't even know what the third option <laughs> was. I'm like, it feels like I was at a crossroad. Yeah. But the funny part is, was I wasn't that physically attracted to her, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that once someone is my friend, no matter how aesthetically appealing they are, I like, I compartmentalize you yeah. in my brain. I don't look. It's like a sister. I don't look at yeah. you like that. You know, and so I'm like, do I take her out of that category and attempt this? And one of my biggest mottos in life is live life with the least amount of regrets, mitigate Mm. regrets. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, am I going to regret not acting on this and potentially can have an amazing relationship with my best friend? Mm -hmm. Am I going to always wonder what if? So I said, F it, Mm -hmm. go for it. So I jumped in. I'm not going to give you a lot of the details because that's rated R and go. we're not on how ah! we are not on Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. Okay. PG but podcast. <laughs> PG plus. But um, let's just say that was the beginning of a four year monogamous, serious relationship where this person who had been saving her virginity for marriage with a man mm. felt so safe and comfortable to go all the way with me wow um and some people might be wondering what's all the way with two females is it the same get creative anyway um yeah so we went this all is the way. very special yeah it like, was when does special. that when does that ever ha- i mean when does that ever happen it's like straight out of a movie but you know what's funny a lot of like and in this and i don't want to stereotype people yeah. but a lot of what i've seen um in the lesbian community is like there's two things. There's the taboo of like, oh, she's a straight girl or she's bi. Don't even bark up that tree unless you're just looking to be an experiment or have fun, mm. right? Or there's this no no fucks given attitude. I'm just gonna have fun and have sex with like a girl that's bi or straight and try to turn her. Mm. Neither of those was me. Right. I, my friend sought me out. Mm-hmm. I don't go trying to push people's boundaries or internal mm-hmm. limits. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to teach people or intentionally teach people about themselves unless you're my client. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to help someone grow or heal in our romantic relationship with the intention to do so. If it happens organically, great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that relationship. And you asked me how I came out. That relationship broke my heart. She ended up not being able to um, individuate from her family. Mm -hmm. Her family wasn't going to continue was she also a persian Persian jewish and um you know i just want to maintain her confidentiality but not by not giving too much information but um she basically was like i got to pick my family over this and it's so funny because she always told me she's like i will never connect with a guy the way that i connected with you you were my best friend you were everything wait so is she with a guy now i don't know where but 
You don't know where she is now. I don't know where she is, but I just know that everyone who has bumped into her keeps telling me the same thing, that she doesn't look like herself. She's let go of herself Mm. and she doesn't look happy and they doubt that she's in a relationship. Mm. And so it's almost like I think that's a classic example again of like being afraid of being authentic to who you are. Not saying she's a lesbian, Mm -hmm. but... don't be afraid of right. like expressing yourself. Yeah, because the truth. So there was that. So I ended up coming out to my friends. Four years after that, um, I came out actually. Yeah, so I was, I was twenty-one. I came out at twenty-five. Wow. My bad. I think I might have said twenty-one, but it was twenty-five at, at the quarter life crisis. I came out. Wow. And I came out because she, um, you know, she ended up breaking it off with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I needed my friend's support. And I'll tell you something, if I didn't have my friend's support, but you know what's so funny? They all said, thank God you didn't tell us in high school because we would have judged the shit out of you. Oh wow. And not because- They weren't ready. They said we weren't ready. We were too influenced by our parents. Mm. Yeah. So I was yeah, like- It's a thing. You gotta it's go into the sense. world. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, you don't see any other experiences. You mm. only have what you grew up with. It's true. Like my parents are always like, we are so happy that like you brought, like in college, like I had a lot of gay friends. Like really? a lot. Like I was in, for some reason I got into the theater dorm and of course Aww. it's like, so I would like invite them over to my parents' house. Like, like on the weekends and stuff and they're like like thank god like you introduced us to your friends because it like opened up our eyes to like how amazing this community is and like that's you know incredible. all the, and they they wouldn't have known they're mm-hmm. just like we didn't know we didn't see any example and that's another thing like if you don't see examples and you don't know you come up with all, your own story absolutely and right. so i do think like it is a timing thing and it is a lot of educational very components educational. where I think the program community just didn't. Now, thankfully, I think there are so many more examples than there were back then. I think 100%. Like, there are people, there are communities like I see a lot. Like There's Chaya, like Jewish queer. Yeah. yeah. There's a Jewish okay. queer international that I'm part of. Yeah. There's Raha, which is, you know, a nonprofit for, you know, Iranian LGBTQ yeah. individuals based out of LA. Yeah. And I've spoken on panels in regards to all of this. And, and parents will come up to me. Yeah. And they'll ask me, they'll be like, I think my son might be gay or my daughter, da da da. Is this normal? Is this, you know, and I'll decent stigmatize yeah. it for them because like, there were no that's why i think that in high school there were literally zero examples i think there was one guy that i knew that was out in high school right but i don't think there were any i think but now since then a lot of people have come out from high school but i think like back then it was like you know what's so funny when you say that i think of my mom calling me and being like everyone is turning gay <laughs> and i'm like can you not i'm like it's not just finally like it, acknowledging it i swear I think, you know back I sometimes then, say that as a joke but like it's not true i'm just like everyone's gay you guys everyone point. i mean yeah. i see this in my parents too because i'm like you got on these dates but because people aren't comfortable like you can just tell when something's up you know and yeah. people are not sharing themselves yeah. and you're like yeah because even if it's not like it. gay it's like whatever it is whatever it is, is you can always tell when someone's off. holding something back yeah. you're you're just can't, you just can't get through you're absolutely yeah you just can't connect the energy is like always a block yeah and people think they're doing one thing but it's like we can all feel as humans fooling you and i'm like you're not fooling me honey but yeah i think it it was a it was a different time like when you don't see examples like how you know yeah you were an example for now this new generation and i think um i'm always like that and to rap but like i think on the process to rapping i think what I feel like you have such an interesting story of like knowing who you are, well, being in touch with who you Thank were, you. who you are really mm-hmm. early in your yeah. life and like always making strides to like 
get there faster or like push through or the rebel as they call you never stop moving yeah just keep going don't oh, stop that's my motto, you know yeah. or you die um what advice would you have to to the young lesbians out there but even also like the young everyone about like the young yourself yeah the young well both i think both are important it's so cheesy the way i'm gonna say it and it's gonna sound so like grab your blankets mm-hmm. and a freaking candle mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I <do that> anyway. <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's really don't be afraid to look within mm-hmm. um it's messy though in there when people cause it people is don't messy because then it's people like, don't want to acknowledge it but, but guess do something it's gonna come out eventually that's the gag of the whole but thing. people don't want to see it and we're in such an instant gratification society mm-hmm. that it's like I think people need to step back and look at the bigger picture and really just accept Mm -hmm. that unless that people can only meet you as deeply as you've met yourself. Oh my God. Deep guys, guys, that is the tweetable moment. I'm telling you. And Mm. if someone, if you really want a real raw relationship where you can unfold and be Brene Brown vulnerable, because we all know everyone loves her. Everyone loves her. Right. With someone else. That starts with fearlessness. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you have to get a life coach, get a, I'm, I swear I'm not promoting myself. No, promote but it, yourself. Seriously. Like, I, I, but I really, everyone's going to want to meet with you. There's a reason why I do this because yeah. it helped me. Mm-hmm. I, like if you have to freaking make your best friend the self-development section at Barnes & Noble, if you have to look up TED Talks about being real and being yourself, whatever you have to do to motivate yourself, if you really believe that that is going to be the key to having a stable, loving, healthy relationship, that's going to be your catalyst to looking within. So instead of looking outwardly and being like, I need a relationship to be happy. I don't want to be alone. I just want this idea of having a partner. Great. I understand. Nobody wants to be alone. Of course not. Yeah. But in order to have the best version of that, you need to be the best version of you. And in order to do that, it's some dirty work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but you need mm-hmm. the right therapist or the right coach. And finding one is like dating. You got to go through a bunch yeah. so you find the right one. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, it was, you know, this person was cool. It was a little bit awkward. I feel like they get me. No, you know. You will know within the first session or two if that person just makes you feel at ease and they know the right questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Right. And so working on personal development, Mm -hmm. self-awareness is the key to a healthy relationship. There you go. Boom. Done. That's it. As I finish my glass of rosé. I know. We brought rosé for this one. Oh, my God. Can you plug before we wrap? What is plug? Plug yourself. Like, where, where can, can they find, find you? you? How can <laughs> they, like, plug? how can they get London services? Oh, you're so sweet. Well, um, you can, you know, find me on londonslifecoaching.com mm-hmm. and, you know, put in a request for a free consult. You get a feel of what working with me will be like. If you already haven't really picked up, you know, on that through <laughs> this podcast. Um, and you can also find me on Yelp, Empowerment Life Coaching. A lot mm-hmm. of my clients have, you know, left some really awesome reviews and they weren't afraid to be like authentic and share their experience which I think is amazing because I've really promoted that vulnerability in them and Mm -hmm. I think that by being able to share that other people are like oh I'm not the only one going through this maybe I can be helped on that too and Mm -hmm. in the end you don't feel as isolated or alone Mm -hmm. so it's a win-win 
I love that. Go. This was so good. This is so good. I'm gonna like listen to this episode on repeat. You're so just, like, psych me and like listen to. Can you please just like leave me voicemails? Okay. Like just like I will. I feel like I love just like how you talk. Thank and you. You are just so relatable. It is literally because mm-hmm. you and I were saying like talking to your best friend. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So yeah. good. Thank so good. good. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us everywhere at Love and Limbo Land on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And to win one of our amazing Love and Limbo Land pop sockets, limited edition, only 10 made in the whole world. All you have to do <laughs> is um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play and then comment the username that you left your review with on our Instagram on any of the posts and we will find you. That's it, right? Yep. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Kudzi. And you've been listening to Love in Limbo Land. You can find us on Twitter at Love in Limbo Land. And don't forget to go to Apple or Google Play Podcast to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. It's over, boo. Don't let them play you.